Thanks for tuning in to the IGM podcast. We're so glad you've decided to explore God's word with us. We look forward to connecting with you in email at infointegritygm.com or online at our website, www.integritygm.com. We hope this podcast encourages you to grow in the knowledge of God through his word. Be blessed. Blessings to everyone and greetings in the name of Yeshua, the Messiah. And today I am excited about looking back into the letter that Paul wrote to the Galatians. We're going to be picking up in verse 16 of chapter 5 today. And today I'm extremely excited as we look at the fruit of the Spirit. And so let's just pick up and start reading and look at what God has said through Paul to the Galatians. But you need to go back and you need to see the other podcasts because we're talking about the true gospel. And now we're coming to a life in the Spirit that comes through the true gospel, not through the law, but by faith in the Messiah. So we are going to start reading in verse 16 all the way through 26. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not carry out the desires of the flesh. For the flesh sets its desire against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. For these are in opposition to one another, so that you may not do the things that you please. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the deeds of the flesh are evident, which are immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmities, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, disputes, dissensions, factions, envying, drunkenness, carousing, and things like these, of which I forewarn you, just as I have forewarned you, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. For those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. Let us not become boastful, challenging one another, envying one another. Look at the beauty of what Paul is saying. This freedom that we have in Christ is not a freedom to live any way that we want to, but it is the Spirit of God that lives with inside of us that we walk in the Spirit. Now, he reminds them, going all the way back in chapter 3, did you receive the Spirit by the working of the law or by hearing in faith? So when we put our faith in the true Messiah, in Jesus the Messiah, and we know the forgiveness of sins, there is a life in the Spirit. We are born of the Spirit, and the Spirit of God lives with inside of us. And he says in verse 16, But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. The victory over the things of this world is not going back and putting ourselves in bondage to the law. It is living a life in the Spirit. The new covenant is a transformation from the inside out, which the law could never do. The law was from the outside, but it could never change the heart of an individual. The new covenant is the circumcision of the Messiah, Paul is going to say to the Romans. It's a transformation from the inside out. It's the law written on our hearts, not on the tablets of stone. 
and we have been circumcised from the inside out, not the circumcision of the flesh, but the circumcision of the heart. He says, but I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. It is the Spirit of God within inside of us that breaks the bondage of sin. That is something that Paul believes within everything within him. So we're not going to change the gospel. We're going to preach the gospel, come to God by the good news that we're forgiven in Jesus' name and the Spirit of God that comes through this gospel that lives within inside of us as we put faith in Jesus is what gives us the ability to love God and to love others. I wanted to touch on this just because it's very applicable to myself when I was a young believer. I remember reading this verse and verses like it in Romans and, and wondering to myself, I, can t- I know what the desires of the flesh are. That's very clear to me. But what does it mean, the Spirit? It, it, it kind of escaped me. It took me years to learn that. But I think it's very clear as we've been talking. It's the Spirit that dwells within us when we have accepted Christ, as it says in Galatians 3. And then, and then more so, we can't look at this in isolation. Just, oh, but I walk in this, you will not carry out the desires of the flesh. The Spirit is also, the fruits of the Spirit are described later on in this same chapter. So I think, again, being contextual uh, helps bring this all into a very clear understanding. If you just isolate it, you'll, you'll, you'll be like I was when I was first a young believer, and you'll be like, well, what does it mean? But contextually, it's very clear. Yes, everything that is opposite of the deeds of the flesh is the work of God's Spirit. Mm-hmm. So you may not understand, okay, now what is the fruit? Now it's singular. Most people quote that fruits of the Spirit, but it is not the fruits of the Spirit, but it is the fruit of the Spirit, but it is the deeds of the flesh, plural, which this is not an exhaustive list. Mm -hmm. He could have kept on listing more things that are against the things of God, but they are the deeds of the flesh that are very evident to us. They go against the character of God. They go against the love of God. They go against individuals and how we should treat them. And so the deeds of the flesh are very understandable. As a young believer, you understood that this wasn't right. That wasn't right as well. These things I need to break from my life. But they're going to be broken through the fruit of the Spirit, singular, that lives within inside of you. And the two are in contrast And there is a spiritual battle. If you do not think at any time as a young believer or as a mature believer in Jesus the Christ that there's not a spiritual battle every day that's going on, then you're not going to understand what Paul is saying here because the two are fighting against each other. Look at verse 17. For the flesh sets its desire against the Spirit. So if you have the Spirit of God inside of you, The flesh and its desires are against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. That's a battle. That's not something that anybody is immune from. That is something he's speaking to believers here. For these are in opposition to one another, so that you may not do the things that you please or the things that you lust. And so those things have to be broken within our lives Because anyone who practices these things, as we go through this list, will not inherit the kingdom of God. You cannot live a life in bondage to these things and say that you're part of God's kingdom. Mm -hmm. 
Now, how do we break these things? A life in the Spirit. The things of the flesh and the things of the Spirit are in opposition to each other. So as a believer, it's not going back to the law. It's about a life in the Spirit, the Spirit of Christ that dwells within me. Again, I want to remind everyone about Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but it's Christ who lives in me. And this life that I live in the flesh, I'll live by faith, not by law, but by faith in the Son of God, the one who loved me and gave up his life for me. Now let's read verse 18. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. You are not under this slavery or bondage to the law. But if you are led by the Spirit, the things of God will actually come forth from your life. Now he's going to list the deeds of the flesh. Verse 19. Now the deeds of the flesh are evident, just like you were saying. You understand the deeds of the flesh. Mm -hmm. Immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmities, strife, jealousy, outburst of anger, disputes, dissensions, factions, envying, drunkenness, carousing, all things like these. And things like these, of which I forewarn you, just as I forewarned you, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, he could have gone on listing more and more things that go against the character of God. But this is talking about our actions, and they are the opposite of the love of God, which is the fulfillment of the law. That's something that we have to continue to understand. Love God with all of your heart, might, soul, strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. All the law can be summarized in the statement, in these statements, which is about what? Love. So, these are in opposition. The flesh is in opposition of God's love. Now, again, I want you to go to 1 Corinthians 13 and understand what the love of God is. It's different of how we understand love today. Today, we define love as tolerance. But one of the characteristics of God's love in 1 Corinthians 13, love does not rejoice with unrighteousness. It rejoices with truth. So today, we're trying to define love as tolerance Mm -hmm. of everybody's lifestyles and what they're doing. But who would allow their child to go stand in the middle of an interstate and say to them, oh, I love you, so I'm not going to tell you you're in danger? Mm -hmm. That's what Mm -hmm. we're doing in defining love in that way. We would shout to them. We would run into the midst of all of the danger and everything and grab our child and get them out of the danger if we truly love them. Hmm. So love is teaching people and acting in a way that's different from the deeds of the flesh. That's something that we need to understand. So if someone's living in sin... If I love them, I'm going to tell them this will destroy your life. Just like a child that is in the middle of an interstate. If you don't have love, you will say, I tolerate you. Hmm. Okay, so that I wanted to make that clear, that the love of God is the opposite of the deeds of the flesh. The love of God is in our hearts through the Spirit of God, and the deeds of the flesh have nothing to do with the love of God. And, and there's, a, there's a counterpoint that feels very personal to me, and I, I think it's true. So just as much as 
this is very clear that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. I think there's all, and it's important for us to be clear on that. I think it's also important to recognize, again, that this this passage needs to be taken in context to the book of Galatians. I remember reading this as a, as a young believer and not really understanding the scriptures very much, and again, not understanding the importance of, of reading the context. This was challenging because I looked at a lot of these things and said, well, unfortunately, that's me. Uh, I, 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 I'm guilty of a lot of these. But we got to remember, at the very beginning of Galatians, when he's describing The gospel, it's all about the gospel. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and Lord Jesus Christ who gave himself for our sins so that he might rescue us. Yes, very, very much. And and let me say something. We make the mistake as believers in determining this is me because I struggle with it. This is me because this tries to pop its head up every once in a while or all the time in our lives those who practice such things. So it's talking about an individual that's not perfect, are free from any temptation, are free from the battle, the spiritual battle. It's talking about a person that's living a life of idolatry, Mm -hmm. living a life of sensuality, living a life of bondage under the deeds of the flesh. Mm -hmm. Now, John's going to bring this out very clearly in Mm -hmm. his first letter. There's a difference between sin and struggling with sin and committing a sin versus living a lifestyle of sin. And Paul does the same thing in Romans chapter 6 as well. So I'm not saying that because you're a believer and you have the Holy Spirit within you, that you will never struggle with the deeds of the flesh. In fact, it's a spiritual battle. Mm -hmm. But if you're in bondage to it, Mm -hmm. if you're practicing this, if this is who you are, do not think that you're part of the kingdom of God. Yeah, and to, and to bring light to that practicing too, it's it's not just oh I happen to do this occasionally, I fall, I struggle with this repeatedly. It's am I according to scripture putting to death the deeds of the flesh? And if you are, then even if you even if you sin, it's not that's not who you are. That's not what you're practicing. Right. Remember what Paul says in Romans chapter six. I'm going to use your word. Very applicable mm-hmm. to what we're talking about here. Sin shall not be master over you because you're not under law, you're under grace. When you get to chapter 8, it's about a life in the spirit of Romans chapter 8. So how are we going to face this spiritual battle? How are we going to throw away the deeds of the flesh? It's by a life in the spirit. Walk in the spirit. It's all about the Spirit of God within us and us responding to the character of God, the life of Christ, through His Spirit that lives within inside of us and how we treat other individuals. Mm-hmm. It's not about going back and understanding the Mosaic Law. Mm-hmm. Or, yes. making, or making a law for ourselves. Or creating an oral law or creating mm-hmm. traditions and putting mm-hmm. boundaries around the law. You know, that's the rabbinical law they say that we put fences beyond the fence, but they're actually building tunnels in and out of the law to get in and get out and still remain part of the law. It is about a life in the Spirit that transforms our heart. If God has our heart, He has our life. That's the key element. And if our heart has been transformed, when we sin, it breaks the heart of God, it breaks our heart. And the Spirit of God convicts us and leads us away from that 
The deeds of the flesh lead us into bondage over that. And you can study the law all day long. You can put yourself in a denomination that puts you under the law and says your salvation is under the law or being part of our group. It will never destroy the deeds of the flesh because Mm. your heart has never been changed. Amen. So... I'm saying to us, let's get back to prayer. Let's get back to a focus on the things of God. Let's continue to die to ourselves and allow the Spirit of God that's within us to come to the forefront in everything we do, everything that we say. And when the temptations and the deeds of the flesh come up, and they will come up from time to time, we know this doesn't represent God, and it cannot take a foothold within our lives. Amen. Okay, let's continue here. Verse 22 Have you ever had someone, I love that shirt that you just bought, but that means what they're going to say after that contradicts the first statement. (laughs) So these are the deeds of the flesh, but the fruit of the Spirit, which is going to be in complete contradiction to the deeds of the flesh, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, against such things there is no law. The law cannot bring about these things. Only a life in the Spirit can bring about the true love of God, the joy that we have in knowing God, the peace, the patience, the kindness, how we treat other individuals, the goodness, faithfulness, how are we going to be faithful to God and faithful to others is through the fruit of the Spirit singular. And let me emphasize, you cannot pick and choose what you want to have in your life. This is singular. The deeds of the flesh can be a variety of things that try to come into your life to take a foothold within your life. But the fruit of the Spirit, if I am a child of God, then the love of God, the joy, the peace, the patience, the kindness, the goodness, the faithfulness, the gentleness, the self-control, the discipline that I need to have in my life will be there because of God's Spirit. And against such things, there is no law. The law cannot do this. The law cannot bring a transformation from the inside out. Only the Spirit of God and its fruit that lives in us can bring about the things of God. So it is finished in Christ Jesus. It has been completed. I stand complete in Him. It is His Spirit that lives inside of me. How am I going to break the bondage of the deeds of the flesh? It's through a life in the Spirit. So if you're in a denomination or a congregation, a church that its emphasis is upon the law and bringing you back into bondage upon the law, many of them have good intentions, Mm -hmm. but they're wrong. Mm -hmm. It's about a life in the Spirit. Mm -hmm. And if you go back and put your identity under the law and your salvation under the law, there is a problem if someone says that you're saved by the grace of God through faith in the Messiah, but... You have to keep the Sabbath, but you have to be circumcised, but you have to keep the sacrificial laws, but you have to keep the dietary laws. That is a different gospel. Mm -hmm. We are saved by the grace of God through faith in Yeshua, the Messiah, full stop. Mm -hmm. And what does that produce? A life in the Spirit that puts down the deeds of the flesh and gives us the fruit of the Spirit that honors God. And look at verse 25. If we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. Let us not become boastful, challenging one another, envying one another. 
Because when we come into the next chapter, Paul's going to say, if I'm going to boast, I will only boast in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ through which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. And so when we start talking about the law and putting ourselves under the law for identity, there starts to develop arrogance, boastfulness, and pride because I keep the law better than you keep the law, whatever the context is. But when we come to God by faith and understand by His grace we have been saved, it's just the opposite. Humility builds up within our lives. And if we're going to boast, we're not going to boast in ourselves. We're going to boast in the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. He is our salvation, and we stand complete in Him. So live by the Spirit, walk by the Spirit, which will destroy arrogance and pride within our lives. And in the Word of God, what comes before the fall? Pride, always. And a life in the Spirit is constantly breaking down a spirit of arrogance and pride because it's the Holy Spirit within us that says every day to God, I need you, God. I need you in my life. I need to humble myself before you because you are the only one that I serve. That is the Spirit of God working within our lives. Now, before we end this chapter, Yoni, do you have any other questions or comments about what I've been teaching today? Yeah, um, I'm, I'm conflicted to bring it up because I love the way you've ended this so far. But I think it's a good point. You had mentioned the fruit of the Spirit being singular. And I feel like I've seen a lot of individuals who, who will say things like, well, you know, I walk with God, but I'm just not, I'm just not gifted in love or I'm just not gifted with patience. And they use that they, they use that terminology, yet they still think, well, I'm displaying these quote unquote other attributes of the fruit of the spirit, and hence I'm good. I'm good, right? I'm still I'm walking with God. Yes, that's because you're seeing this passage as plural instead of singular. And we're not saying that anybody has arrived completely in all of these areas and that they should be on the same level at all times. Look at love. Some people struggle with bitterness and things like that, but they're people of love. If God has loved them, then they love others. They struggle with how to demonstrate that love at times, how to let go of certain things within their lives. What is important to remember, going back to the law, is never going to give them a greater love than what they have right now mm-hmm. or greater patience than what they have right now. I have a good friend. He, he always says, well, I don't have patience. Mm-hmm. Well, he does have patience, but as he continues to yield to God through the work of God's Holy Spirit, the mm-hmm. fruit of the Spirit will grow, which means his patience will grow. Mm-hmm. Someone else is not a gentle individual. They're a harsh individual. Their tongue can be harsh. Yes, there's gentleness within their lives, but if it's going to grow, they've got to learn to bridle their tongue. Mm -hmm. They've got to learn not to be so sharp Mm -hmm. as they grow in the fruit of the Spirit. Now, what is going to help them to have more patience, to express their love in a greater way, not going by putting themselves under the law, but a life in the Spirit. Mm -hmm. As they humble themselves before God and they pray and they seek God and God has their heart, they're going to be convicted, I need to have more patience with my kids. Mm -hmm. How are they going to have more patience? The fruit of the Spirit. Mm -hmm. 
God's Spirit living with inside of them, and you'll see them getting convicted all the time. More patience, more patience, bridle my tongue, kindness and gentleness and faithfulness and self-control and joy. Mm -hmm. There are some people that do not have joy. They do have joy, but it needs to grow within their lives. Mm -hmm. And they get up and down all the time. It's really an issue of I'm happy, I'm not happy. They have joy because they know who they are, but that joy has to grow within their life. That's only going to happen as they walk by the Spirit of God. So it's a very legitimate question that you're asking. We are not saying that all of us have arrived on the same level in the fruit of the Spirit and that I'm 100% joy, I'm 100% patience, 100% understanding the love of God. But I do know the love of God, and it's growing in my life. I do have the joy of the Lord, and it's growing in my life. I do have patience, but I know that my patience has to grow. How is it going to grow? Not by putting myself under the law, but by walking in the Spirit. And that should be clear from this passage. So thank you for bringing that up. Let me read the last two verses again. If we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. Let us not become boastful, challenging one another, envying one another. Heavenly Father, help us to walk in the Spirit every day, dying to ourselves, and it is the Messiah living within us through your Spirit. Lord, everybody that we come across today, let the fruit of the Spirit be so evident and let us live a testimony of your kingdom everywhere that we go. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you'd like to learn more about IGM or have any questions about this podcast, feel free to reach out to us at info integritygm.com and connect with us on Instagram at integrity underscore global and Facebook at Integrity Global Missions. If you like our podcast, please share it and leave a review. Thank you for listening. Have a blessed day.